I've missed the funky, Shibley. I've missed it. <laughs> it's bowl eligible funky. It is. That it, that's we named the episode as soon as, <laughs> as soon as we start. Yeah, bowl eligible funky. I love it. Hey. It tastes so good, man. And hey, we oh, fifteen more practices. Yes, which is very much needed. Oh yeah, I mean, just thank you, like guys like Toto, and we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's do introductions first. Greetings and salutations, sports fans all across the wide and wonderful and sometimes sane internet out there. It's time for another college football exclusive episode of Modern Day Gladiators here on the Outlander Media Network. I, of course, am always your humble and glorious host, Michael Shibley, and of course, across from me, Mr. Too Hot for TV, Mr. Trey Pack. Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, we had a good Thanksgiving break where, of course, we didn't do a show, which is a turkey Just turkey waits yeah. for no one. It, my it, goodness. It was weird, though, man, because we've been doing this for, what, 11 weeks in a row? Like 13, 14 weeks, probably. Well, yeah. So it, it was weird. I was sitting there on Thanksgiving like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I was like, oh, i got to record. And I was like, no, it's Thanksgiving. We're good. We're good. Yep. Everything's fine. But my goodness. We, uh, yeah. So, of course, the last you heard from us were talking about Tennessee and Missouri and our picks there. And Tennessee, of course, goes out and takes care of business at Mizzou, getting the win. Great game. On man. the road. Another great game where Tennessee does everything they need to do to win the damn game. Yeah, and we'll get into the Vandy game um, here in a second. But, man, Garantano played incredible against Missouri. Offensive I mean, player of the week, 415 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, not to admit, that's, you had three receivers with 100-plus yards. I mean, like – they call UT wide receiver U for a reason. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, it's – it's and those are three guys that are, you know, Callaway and Jennings and Palmer are all three going to be NFL guys um, that we're going to miss. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to miss all of them, my goodness. Uh, it's, 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 it's awesome to see them close out their senior season like this. But, like I said, you know, those 15 practices are really – we've got guys that are going to have to step up in the ball game because – the SEC came out today with the Jennings ban, yes, which is a conspiracy, if you ask me. Ugh, that is, we I don't have that drop for this show. Oh yeah, wrong, wrong <laughs> this show. This is the wrong, wrong show for that. Halfle, it's halfle. your other one. We'll talk about that. We'll get into all that here in a second. But back yet yeah, with Missouri, because again, Garantano, great game. Oh, I mean, again, we talk out. about that. Hundred yards for Jordan Callaway and Jennings, but also when you look at so many things, Tennessee again. And Pruitt's been right about all of this, especially with the Missouri game, also with the Kentucky game, and even with the Vanderbilt game. Tennessee has not fully played their best football. The Missouri game, we talked about the Kentucky game with, again, they really didn't do much after they took the lead. And then they had the fumble with Chandler. They had another fumble in this one. They had two blocked field goals. Yeah, that was... Which is weird. Troublesome. Yeah. we've, we've, We've talked at length on how sound, you know, Tennessee special teams have been. And we'll get into the Alabama debacle at some point on the oh, show, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, my goodness, But, yes. you know, it, and it's it's literally the antithesis of Alabama. Alabama's knock on them is that their special teams have always been poor. For years, Tennessee's done nothing but produce punters and kickers, wide receivers and punters. That's what Tennessee mm-hmm. does, okay? But, I mean, it's so, so unlike. So it's not a characteristic of Tennessee to two blocked field goals. That's insane. And, again, yeah – they just did all this stuff, but then the defense stood tall when they did. They were able to keep Kelly Bryant 
under wraps. Again, I don't know how healthy he right. was. Yeah. I don't. He didn't even start the game against Arkansas yeah. the week after that. So you had that. But then when Tennessee needed first downs, they got the first downs to run the clock out and get this win yeah. and be able to go bowling. And then we end up and come to this week with Vanderbilt. We got the senior day where, again, these guys g- need a, just – True props from all yeah, the fans oh, yeah. in attendance and everybody around Big Orange Country, where these guys have been through a lot yeah. in mean, their four or five years on campus. Yeah, and I mean, I'll say this, and he's going to get rant and raved about, for, I mean, for years and years and years, and I there's no way that I can do him justice. But man, what Jawan Jennings has done and come back from you know adversity of of that moron kicking him off the team. And, and, you know, I've, I've seen the videos, I've seen the Instagram posts, I've seen it all, you know, some disciplinary action should have been taken, but to just literally quit, I mean, to, to yeah. quit on a kid that that's, you know, from, from Tennessee, yep. born and raised here. Look, Tennessee w- was his choice. He was a, a five-star guy like t- to give up on him and then him to persevere and come back and have the you know the humility and the humbleness to do that um i mean speaks volumes and then to have the year he's had i mean he went from yeah he's going to play in the nfl to now i mean he's going to be a you know a top three round pick yeah and he's he's a guy that puts in the work and does everything but you you saw it with the vanderbilt game what was really interesting, of course, you had, and it's weird to have lightning delays this uh, late in the season. Oh, My damn. goodness, that was that was weird. Which you know, you could talk about climate change, but that is not this podcast. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes, come at me, Michael underscore Shibley. You want to debate the finer points of climate change as well as Tennessee football. I'm all for it. I will will take on all comers. (laughs) But you had everything that went with that. But then it was a slow start to the game. I mean, we guarantee throws an interception on on the first drive of the game. I I literally tweeted a picture of of, uh, Theon turning into Reek. Like as soon as that happened, I was like, man, dude, I've been – you had me on board. Like, why are you going back to this? But I mean, he he finished up the game. Yeah. He did, well, he didn't have to throw much. I mean, no. We'll talk about it, Greg, in a second. Yeah, Vanderbilt again came out. Tennessee played great defense, held them to the field goal, and just again, the defense I thought stood tall. Of course, Vanderbilt. I don't know how much they were just in it at this point. Nah, the way the season was going to end up for them. Yeah, I mean, I get what you had to play for, but granted, I mean, that's Big Brother. I mean, they could go 1 and 12 as long as that one is Tennessee, they yep. they had a successful season. And they'd beaten us 3 years in a row. Yep. The last time that happened, I I always talk about it. Calvin Coolidge was president. We had 46 states. It's insane. So, <laughs> so it's so crazy. It had been a while. So but you look at all this stuff, but then Tennessee gets some big stuff because, again, since we couldn't get the ball, apparently, to the wide receivers much, especially at the beginning of the game, we got some youth movement going. Yep. And Eric Gray stood up and had, hopefully, a harbinger of things to come Yes, when you look maybe at what's going on. I mean, especially to get that first touchdown, the 55-yarder, 56-yard touchdown run was just great. It got everybody's momentum you're feeling better after that it's, it's one of those runs that you look at and you're like man that that was an amazing run that's the run of his year he's never you know he he's not, doesn't have much chance to beat that but that's you want to be one of our biggest plays from scrimmage for the whole year and then to come out on the subsequent drive 
and go 94 yards. Yeah. Well, Garantano actually led a drive because they got um, they got good field position. They got the touchdown to Dominic right. Wood Anderson, which was I was shocked until I they mentioned it that it was his first touchdown of the year. It's, he's dropped a couple. Yeah, he has. And, and Garantano's overthrew him on a couple. On a couple too. Yeah, the Florida game comes to mind definitely there. Another <sighs> senior and a guy we will definitely miss though. Yeah. A guy like that, tight end, fullback. I mean, can do it all. Yeah, and so you have those moments. But then Tennessee gets pinned back on a good punt by the Vanderbilt punter, and you're like, okay. And they, they were even talking about this. I was I was driving from work when the when the game was on at that mm-hmm. point, and and uh, Tim Priest was even talking about it. it's like, okay, just you know, don't turn the ball over, just yeah, just, just run the ball, just run the ball, take care of it. First play, <laughs> ninety four yards. Yeah, man. And also, and it, it's it, it sounds dumb to say. But man, that boy's fast. He is. Like that sounds. I feel so like uneducated and just like a dumb redneck by saying that. But man, it, it's he's he's got world class speed. He does. He's a, a three time Miss you know Mister Tennessee in football. I you know it's, that's that's in in of its own right. I, I get that. But man, just the what and Van, it's Vanderbilt. So I mean, yep. they don't have any you know world burners at DB. But he just burnt those guys, he just, man. I mean, it wasn't even close. No. It, it, once he got to that second level, and great play by the offensive line oh, for yeah. all of that, oh, too. Yeah. I mean, you watch, and you, of course, you played in the trenches. You see the way the line on those runs for him just were able to make some just make just great strides and open it up. And the line in all this, and again, yes, we know that the bottom half of the SEC has not been as strong as has been in years past. Right. But Tennessee took advantage of that. But the yeah. offensive line has played so much better. Yeah. The defense really has played a lot better in this oh, in this stretch as well, which didn't happen last year the, the when it came opposite. to these yeah. games. I mean, yeah, it was it, you know, Garantano couldn't move the ball yeah. at all, and then the defense is playing poorly. So yeah. I mean, I think it's and you know we'll get into this. You know, I was at some point. You know, kind of my wrap up for the year. Has been the games that we need, you know, had to have the Mississippi State game, the Kentucky game. Every game after you lose to Georgia State and BYU is a must win. Yeah, unless it's Alabama, Florida. I mean, do we want to win those? Yep. Sure. If we want to go bowling, we had to win some some toss ups. But you, every game we had somebody step up. Yep. Missouri, it was Garantano. Vanderbilt, it, it was Eric Gray. And but no, but or yeah, and Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Batuli. Yeah, and exactly. Defense stepped up. I, I think Batuli should be just as heralded mm-hmm. as Jawan is. Yes. But I mean, yeah, and I'll say this: somebody that's not necessarily a senior that I'm so happy to have back next year. Man, Trey Smith, mm-hmm. and again, it's another guy just like Juwan. Yeah, we can never say enough yep. about him. But just again, from from playing offense and defensive line, so much of my week leading up to a game is is getting my body ready through practice. Yeah, and, and you got to love to practice and, and all the you know they say all that. Trey doesn't really through the week like he, he conditions, he lifts weights, yep. does that, but does not have contact not the hands on and all that yeah that's insane to then watch him go out and just be i mean just just clearing the road i mean it's insane yeah he's that is a 
It's one. He will go down as one of the best offensive linemen we ever had. And we've had a lot of good ones. I mean, yeah, you got guys like Chad Clift. They he quoted Chad Clifton recently. Yeah, Antone Davis way back when I was a little kid. Guys like that. Even guys like Michael Munoz. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, yeah, just just incredible guys. Yeah. Also, when you look back again with Eric Gray, I don't want to get too far from that too. Ninety-four yards. The only run longer than that, Kelsey Finch in yeah. nineteen seventy-nine, going ninety-nine, and you can't go any farther than that. Can't go any farther than that. <laughs> that was amazing in that one, and the fact that. The the performance he had as a true freshman, the only and he had the best one. That was the best one that a freshman at Tennessee had had. The only one, the one that he beat was uh, Jamal Lewis, who yep. you know pretty good in his own right. <laughs> I think was two thirty, two thirty three against Georgia, right in the. Uh, in 1997, I was at that game, which oh, was really? great. That wow, was a yeah. wonderful game. The thing, the thing with Jamal Lewis that people forget, you know, he's not in the Hall of Fame quite yet, is he? I mean, no. go, potential Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, depends on, on what happens there. But we also had Travis Henry, yeah, <laughs> who was an in a, you know was a Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. another guy that's potentially going to be in yeah. the, the Hall of Fame. James Stewart and Aaron Hayden were both he's, pros for a good amount of time. We had Peyton Friggin Manning, Charlie Florida. Garner. Yeah, I mean, look at those great running backs we had in the nineties, right? So, yeah. but yeah, guys like Jamal, Jake you know, Ram, <laughs> just right. busting those just, long runs, yeah. And that's what, and even in recent years, with with. I hate him, but Jalen Hurd and Alvin Kamara, Arian Foster, Tennessee. I mean, man, we produce some some real yep. running backs. Um, Arian Foster can't hold on to the dang ball or secrets. Apparently, if you mm. follow him on Twitter, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> is, wow. Uh, but no, I, I think that Gray has the potential. Yep. To be one of the next great backs, I think yeah. he's another Kamara type. Yeah, and he ended up with 246 yards, the fifth best rushing performance ever by a Tennessee back. The only one's better, Jonathan Jones against a Vanderbilt back in 1983, right. which was my birth year. But then you had, and I remember these very distinctly because this was just when I was a little kid getting my Tennessee fandom at six, right. seven years old. Uh, you know, Tony Thompson, Mississippi State, he had two of 48. Chuck Webb, who again, oh, Chuck Webb one of the incredible. just. One of the most amazing backs, and a guy you just wish if he, with the way his knee ended up and all that, if he hadn't torn that knee, what he could have been as a great running back at Tennessee. And then, of course, Reggie Cobb, who just passed away this past year. I mean, they were a one-two punch in 1989. We'll talk about that year in a minute. But, yeah, Chuck Webb against Arkansas, 250 yards in the Cotton Bowl, and then Ole Miss, 294. So... I mean, those are just amazing statistics when you look at what they were able to accomplish. Man, Tennessee used to be fun. <laughs> it used to be. We used to be so good, oh. man. Oh. It's sick. Oh, it's just 98. No, man. We were Look at the, the late 80s, early 90s. It was fun. It's yep. fun now. It's just, we got to find our own fun. <laughs> but as we put a bow, at least on the Tennessee regular season, of course, we'll be back next week. We'll talk, of course, all the championship stuff. We'll talk about Tennessee's bowl game and all that. But we look at, again, where this season started yeah, man. and everything we talked about, how high we were, at least feeling going into the season. Now, I said, I remember saying like 7-5, and 8-4 and four was what I was expecting our record to be. The route we took to get there was completely different. My goodness. To, to think, man, that we, sh- in my opinion, we should be 9-3. and three. Yeah. Nobody at the beginning of this year was saying nine and three. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's we will will never be able to go back and correct you know and correct this year or anything like that. But if you look after the Florida loss, 
they came out. It's I saw it on Twitter, and I wish I could cite whoever did the math or, or whatever. But the power index, the you know the Almighty. Yes, uh, we had a point six percent chance of winning seven or more games, including the ball. Yeah. So it was like we had a point zero zero. You know, don't have enough characters on Twitter for us to have eight plus wins, and that's a real possibility. Yeah. I mean we. Truly defied the – we had the worst start in Tennessee history, but we defied the odds. I mean, to be 7-5 and five right now, I, I feel amazing about the way the season ended up. It, it was a, a it was a ride. I will definitely say that, especially, again, yeah, the way the season started. And we talked about with the poker hands where you just get the do seven offsuit. Yeah. And, you know, we after the Mississippi State win, you know, we got like a seven on the flop. Yeah. And then you just wait and see what that turn's going to be, and we end up – yeah. Getting, you know, you hit that seven on, you hit that yep. seven on the turn and that deuce on the river. Yeah, I mean, you end up with a full house, which is about the best result you were going to get with all of that. But Tennessee stepped up, and again, yes, we we know the bottom half of the SEC was nowhere near what it was last year. No. We we all get that. One of the things too, and and I talk about this, and yes, a, lo- a lot of people are saying the same thing with the nine and three, and Tennessee could very well have been nine and three if Should not for been. the horrible start. But, you know, going back with that, the butterfly effect of everything, it's like, where does Tennessee end up? Because what would have happened had we won those games? Would yeah. they have felt galvanized enough to band together and win a couple of these games that were coin flips going into them Oh yeah, I, with I, everything, I, too? I said, like the Mississippi State, South Carolina, Kentucky games. Yeah. I, I said that a few weeks ago, man. I, I'm... Uh, again, and I was kind of waiting on, on us to, you know, have our wrap up. Yeah. We'll have a wrap up episode, and we'll talk about it. Man, uh, for Pruitt's coaching longevity at Tennessee, you know, whether he sticks around forever and he's another former majors guy and he goes down to the books as one of the best, you know, whatever Th- that we'll see, we'll see where that ends up. But man, just you, you can't. It, it's never good to lose games like we lost in the first two weeks. But man, it, it speaks volumes to, for recruiting to see how you know they persevered. It speaks volumes of him just as a coach to other assistant coaches that want to come here. I mean, it just I, I wouldn't have wanted this year to go any other way. Looking forward, yes, for Tennessee football. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird to say that in hindsight. <laughs> That us losing to Georgia State or BYU, and maybe this yeah. is just me looking for a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's hard to find, man. I, yeah. I think it's uh, from a, a longevity standpoint. I think that you couldn't ask for a better year. I mean, yeah. The, the I mean, the goals that I had going into the year was Tennessee go bowling because yep. especially coming and building everything, and I wanted to beat Vanderbilt because. Again, you, you could talk about the results, and and I even said this, I think, when we were 0-2, was it's like, no matter what the season ends up going, you've got to beat Vanderbilt at yeah. the end of the oh, season. Yeah. Even if we're yeah. we're 3 and whatever. Two. Man, I remember us sitting here talking about us being 2-10. and 10. Yeah. We you were know? staring stuff like that in the face, or we were thinking, especially after that Florida game. Right, yeah. 2-10, and 1-12. and 12. Yeah. I, I beg just to get beat by UTC. Um, and that's what I'm saying, man. That's... It's and Tennessee fans are so hot and cold. Of course and, they are. And again, I think me and you are the best UT fans in the world. Um, Always because we we try to stay mild, but we still get hot and cold. Yep. I mean, I was I picked against us. I thought Chattanooga was going to beat us. Um, but man, it, it's wild to see how we ended up. And like I said, I throw it all. 
on guys like Batuli Jennings and, and speaks volumes for Jeremy Pratt. Yeah, and and having that trust in Garantano to come back. Yeah, and again, the, the, I mean, you saw the emotion when he ran for first down there yeah. and, and he just instead of just doing the the handout for the first he's pumping yeah. his fist as excited as he is and the crowd responded to that mm-hmm. because i mean he even talked about it at the end of the missouri game which again is one of those things where i have never been one of those guys we've talked about it plenty here where you don't boo the kid yeah you don't boo college kids you don't do it and then what he said not only him getting death threats but like bad things said to his sister where it's like sick, and yes sick, and th- that's the lunatic fringe as kirk herb street talks about all the time but you look at the credit that he withstood and could see i mean i we always knew he was a tough kid because we saw the beating he took last year with the the way the offensive line was i just didn't know again the mentality of him but it showed that he was able to persevere and of course who knows what we're going to be like going into the quarterbacking of 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 next next season at this point well i'll say this about garantano man and you know normally i I wouldn't name drop someone that that doesn't I mean, Matt, he matters to me. Um, the the quarterback for me when I was in high school, mm-hmm. um, one of my best friends in the entire world, his name is Mark Chesser. Uh, you know, wasn't wasn't going to be a, a college level yep. quarterback. Was was good for Harriman by all means, but one of those guys that that would just get the absolute crap beat out of him, and would get up and, and would be a real leader of the team. And it's. It, it, a lot of you know guys like I'm not you know I don't follow Oklahoma enough to know what Jalen Hurts is like yep. or, or Justin Fields or any of these these guys, but I can promise you from an offensive lineman standpoint, somebody like Garantano or someone like my buddy Mark that will get the hell beat out of them by life, let alone yep. on the field, and will still pick themselves up and get back under center and, and to show no fear. I mean, that's somebody you want to play with and, and play for. And, again, after he had to win that locker room back after what he did exactly. at, the, at the end of the Alabama game with, with going rogue and all of that stuff. And you look at this Tennessee season, too, in perspective, because I always like looking back historically to see some of these other builds that have happened with Tennessee, you look at a lot of people have been using like the 1988 season. Tennessee started 0 and 6, won their last five, and th- they didn't go to a bowl game. But then, of course, in 1989, Tennessee, with behind Reggie Cobb and Chuck Webb, went 11 and 1. If Reggie Cobb had stayed on the team, they probably would have beaten Vanderbilt. I mean, Tennessee could have been contending for a national title that year. Right. It just didn't work out that way. So you look at that coaching job. I look more even back. Further, in 1980, Tennessee went um, – we always remember, of course, the start because that was Herschel Walker running over Bill Bates yeah. in 1980. But Tennessee then lost on a field goal to USC week after that. Tennessee rallied but then just got destroyed by Alabama and kind of limped to the finish line, finished 5-6 and six that year. Mm-hmm. 1981 started even like uh, almost as bad, just as bad were probably worse. Georgia destroyed Tennessee yeah. in Athens, and then they played USC out in the Coliseum. My parents were at that game. We, I was oh, born nice. in California, and they were at that game. Marcus Allen ran all over Tennessee in that game. Yeah. But Tennessee rallied, ended up winning, and I th- ended up going to a bowl game. They went to the Garden State Bowl game, yeah, which yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Right. They played in the the old Meadowlands oh, Giant Stadium awesome. in December because that's a great idea. 
I mean, at least the Pinstripe Bowl, you're yeah. playing in Yankee Stadium. Right. I mean, that was just – I've seen footage of that game against yeah. Wisconsin. They won it, but my goodness, that was just – Terrible conditions. Yeah, like Wisconsin's so much better prepared for that type yeah. of environment. But Tennessee, Tennessee won it. Uh, Willie Galt, I think, ran a kickback because that's what Willie Galt does. Yeah. So you just look again at there's perspective of that one, especially where you start the season so bad, but then just rally and end up with not maybe the result you were hoping for, but still a really good result. Yeah, man. Could like I said, could not. Could, I don't think Tennessee football could be in a better place than we are right yeah. now. I mean, are we competing for a national championship next year? In my, I think we're going twelve and zero, but that's me. Yeah, of course. I'll, yeah, but that's uh, man, I, I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, who we got for a bowl. And I've seen some of the projections, and I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, it we're going to talk about up. that here in just a second. Um, my first thing, of course, was just to put a bow on everything where you talked about. We talked about Jawan Jennings where. At the end of the game, and a lot of people weren't watching because it was moving around and everything. He got, I mean, he just destroyed that Vanderbilt punt returner. It and was his was, last play, isn't he? Yeah. I get it. Over him, talking trash and everything. So the ruling came out. I don't know how many of you saw this. He's suspended for a half for the bowl game. So dumb. Which dude. I think is dumb because, even from a perspective, because one, suspending him means you believe he did it intentionally. Exactly. Which to me means, though, and yes, he's a senior, so you can't suspend him for more. But if you're going to suspend him, though, if you believe cleating somebody, yeah, exactly. that's that doing that intentionally, that should get you multiple games if this was the regular season or something like right. that. So why you're just doing a half? It makes no sense. It, it, it seems like just a terrible cop out. It's almost if they realize that they felt just for the play itself. And just the tackling, the talking trash is yeah. almost what they're punishing him for I more than anything. I still think it's a BS and a, and a cop out type yes, of punishment. That I man, you nailed it on the head. It's a It's like it's got so much buzz. So many people are bitching. So many people are talking about it because Tennessee's always got a friggin' microscope on him because ESPN hates us. <laughs> but I mean, God, it's it's such it's so ridiculous. But the, Jawan's not even looking at this guy. Yep. He's just trying to find his footing. Everybody talks about oh he, he twists. He twists. Dude, there's 18. Yeah. Anybody who's like, oh, he twisted his leg has never played a down a foot tackle football. Because yeah. when you're trying to stand somewhere and there's 18 people on the ground, yeah, you're going to twist to find your footing. Any first year law student would look at that and be like, where's the intent? Exactly. Yeah. He already, he already drugged the dude, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got guys at Georgia, like, throwing dudes in barricades, yeah. getting the dude. same suspect. Yeah, they just got ejected from the game. Yeah. It, it, whoo, yeah. So, like, it's like it's W, it's money, not nitro. And yeah. like, we're grabbing dudes by the face mask, throwing them in barricades, mm-hmm. suspend them for a half. Juwan Jennings is trying to stand up, suspend yeah. him for a half. It's up, man. We don't cuss on this show, but God yeah. bless. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, and, of course, we'll see where Tennessee ends up going bowling. I took a photo screenshot. I can show it to here. The SEC, that's the bowl selection process. It's one of those just crazy maps of figuring it out. All right, here it is, Shedley. Yeah, the the, ba- the base idea of it, of course, is, yeah, depending on what happens in the SEC title game, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, it, you know, winner, if they're in the playoff, they go to the playoff. If more SEC – teams are in the playoff they go to the playoff then you get picked into the the sugar bowl or one yeah, of the new year's six sh- games sugar bowl is always where we you know yeah. traditionally like as a Tennessee yep. event that's where we want to be so long story short after the college football playoff and the rest of the new year's six bowl games get all their picks 
the the best SEC team left. The Citrus Bowl gets the first pick. Nice. After that, then it is next divided between six other bowl games: the SEC pool of the Music City Bowl, the Outback Bowl, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, the Belk Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, and the Texas Bowl. A lot of that's based, of course, on region. Yeah. Like you're going to see. Texas A&M is probably not going to play, say, in the Belk Bowl. They're going to end up in the Texas Bowl, course, where yeah. traveling and all that. And well, then because these both these these because they're bidding, on, you know, they're giving these teams a bid. Yeah, I mean Tennessee's going to go wherever. Yeah, but like an A&M fan base, which A and M's fan base is you know twelfth man. That, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, they'll travel. Yeah, they'll but, but yeah, I mean, keep a, it in Texas. A team like yeah, a team like Missouri, like is I mean they're having <laughs> they're struggling to sell tickets at home games. Yeah. They're not getting, you know, in the car and driving to Texas. And then you've got the Birmingham Bowl, and last but not least, the uh, Independence Bowl. So, I mean, we got a ton of bowl games anyway. Give me the Outback Bowl, give me Michigan, or give me death. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was, I mean, they're projecting, at least the guys on ESPN are projecting the, uh, the Gator Bowl against Minnesota. Oh, dude, I'm a big P.J. Fleck guy. Which would be really interesting. But, again, I would love to play Michigan also for the fact that, one, I would love to beat the crap out of Michigan again, just like we did in the, in the Citrus Bowl in 2001. But I would also want it to see really a measuring stick of where this program is. Yeah. Because, yeah, the games that they won were all games – yeah, it was kind of a coin flip for, again, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri. They were all kind of coin flip games that Tennessee won, but Tennessee still won those games. But right. you want to see where Tennessee is since that Alabama game of playing a more elite or a top-level program. Right, a top-level program in another division. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, dude, I want Michigan. Dude, I can, I can taste it. Dude, I want <laughs> – if we play Michigan, I'm out for blood. Like, oh, I – man. I, I hope Michigan never wins another game. Yep. And now you're telling me that my Tennessee Vols are going to light up against Jim Harbaugh's boy. I'll, there's nothing in the world that will keep me away from that ball game. Yeah. There, there's no, I mean, there's there's nothing. And if we play Minnesota, I have the opposite feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I like P.J. Flick a lot. Row the boat. I, I use, I, I use yeah. row the boat in my everyday life. Yes. But, so we'll see. And speaking of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, boy, he got a little uh, testy at the end of <laughs> at the press conference there as Ohio State blowed out Michigan 56-27 in the big house to win, I think, what, the eighth in a row. Yeah. The last time Michigan... Uh, last time a Michigan team beat Ohio State, Luke Fickle was the head coach in that interim yeah. when when <laughs> when dude, Har- Tressel got fired Harbaugh's for tattoos. A, Harbaugh's a right? Harbaugh's a joke, dude. I mean, I hate him. It was one of those things where he and he got so mad. He's like, "Don't insult," you know, because he talked about the talent gap. There obviously is a talent gap. You keep getting blown out by Ohio State. Ohio State scored more against you these last two years than they have against Rutgers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, again, they've called off the dogs on Rutgers. Speaking of that, Greg Schiano back at <laughs> Rutgers, <laughs> which, by the way, the he took only, a shot at Tennessee. Today. He did. He uh, did. Oh, my goodness. Grow up, man. You're a grown man. He's, oh, that. Greg Schiano reacted to Tennessee in the whole thing today like a high schooler that went after the hot girl and ended up with, with like, yep. the, the still kind of hot but not so hot girl. And now he's talking shit about the hot girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just wild. Yeah. Like, dude, grow up. You know, New Jersey has sharper people. They just get it. And it's like, I'm sorry. 
We worship Dolly Parton. You guys worship Snooky. So I don't want to hear it at they, this point. They have sharper. What? Yeah, mm. let, let's line up and play a hundred games against Rutgers. Yeah, give me, give me. I would say give me Rutgers in a ball game. But when's the next time they're going to make yeah. one? You know what I mean? I love how Greg Schiano didn't get the Tennessee job because of a student revolt, and then he ends up getting the Rutgers job ultimately after turning it down, and then yeah, because of a student revolt, which is amazing when you look at it. Because why would Greg Schiano turn that down anyway? Because who? Nobody's busting down doors to hire him, even though remember two years ago every. Greg Shiano was the greatest arms. hire in the world. Yeah, just dude. What's so nuts about the Shiano hire is that like, again, I've got friends that that work for the university, and those I will not name drop. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, I've got friends that work for the athletic department. Um, that you know do like sports information directory work and things like that. That are that are in, inside. I've got some yeah. in, insider information here. Um, but dude, we 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 hired Shiano. Yeah, yeah. The people are like. You know, how far along did we get? They were, like, making welcome packages, like, sending him, yep. like, it's pronounced, like, Neyland Stadium. Not, like, like not a knee. Neyland, yeah. Right, like, we hired him. Mm-hmm. And a group, Vol Twitter, just yep. in all its glory, we shut down a <laughs> multi-million dollar yep. coaching hire. That's it's incredible to me. But, you know, if you think that you don't make a difference as a fan, you're wrong. Yep. But no, and then yeah, two years later, Shiano's at Rutgers. Yeah, he did win there, but again, he won there when it was the big when they were in the Big East, not the Big Ten East, where you got to play who, Ohio State. Who did Rutgers have? They had a running back years. Ray Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, Mr. Elevator Rice. Puncher Ray Rice. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he was yeah. <laughs> I was like, they they've not yeah. just been obscure yeah. forever. Who's who? Yeah, who's Rutgers' most famous uh, football player in the NFL? Ray Rice. Who's Tennessee's? Uh, Jason Witten, Peyton Manning, Reggie White. I mean, you know, upstanding guys. <clears throat> so yeah, just just saying, uh, sharper people, my foot. So. <sighs> But then you look at uh, you look at some other stuff from again last week. We got to talk the Iron Bowl. Oh, my loved goodness! It. Loved every second. Let's of just it. take a, a minute and just enjoy that Alabama's not going to the college football playoff at all this Dude, year. Dude, they're ranked twelfth. They're ranked. They're not. They're in double digits, Shibley. Uh, Al, the dynasty's over. Oh my goodness! No, it's not. N- Saban's no. still there. Yeah, Saban's still there. Yeah, they've talked about they've talked on ESPN about he's the dom. Maybe again, maybe the dominance isn't there, but I don't think yeah. Alabama's not going to win another national title with Saban there. I think Saban will win one more, and I think he'll be out because Saban cannot yeah. handle another one like this. And I'll say this, man. Uh, speaking of of a dynasty, and, and you know when you look at great dynasties in sports, like something that that's always so keen on, on those great teams like that is that they don't beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Alabama lost the Iron Bowl because they beat themselves. 13 penalties. Right. And yeah. none you know, none bigger than 12 men on the field to end the game. What a great what a great call there by Gus Malzahn, who they've had going to Arkansas for the last three years, right. <laughs> which is amazing. And again, the way they were able to pull it and – it wasn't a trick play, but my goodness, it it made Alabama panic enough that they made that mistake. Yep. If and I I understand putting Jerry Judy back there because obviously you've got to have him back there to try and return that punt and right. make something happen. But in that situation, what if Auburn does call? It? That's why I was like surprised they even put a punt returner back there because in a lot of these situations you just keep your base defense there. Yeah. And that and have you have a DB run it down? Yeah. 
So that was amazing to see. And again, of course, the big call was also at the end of the first half, then putting the one second back on, which I could see that. But what I think my issue with that was the fact that because of all the stoppage in play, that it let Auburn put the field goal unit on because if it had happened the way it's supposed to happen where there's one second left there's no way Auburn's going to be able to get the ball and spike it even with a home clock right you're going to be able to do that with one second that's just not going to happen so the fact that you the refs made a mistake but then you almost completely reward Auburn and let them get the field goal unit on that it's a shade of gray. I'm not saying they yeah. did that on purpose, but that's no. a shady way to be like, Ugh. yeah, man. Alabama cannot talk anything about referee. Also, that poor. too. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh my god, a call went against Alabama yeah. for once. Let's, let's look at let's let's rewind to the Tennessee game and see. Yeah. No one has given me an explanation on the uh, the Wildcat where the refs is, were like. Okay, they're running a trick play. Uh, blow the whistle. Yeah. No flag. Nobody's got an explanation. To this day, yeah. a- SEC officiating Twitter, <laughs> that's fun to say, but SEC officiating Twitter comes out every week where they're like, yeah, we missed this call, or they've even come out and been like, you guys are morons. I'm going to explain this call. They have refrained from saying anything. It's a conspiracy, Shibley. <laughs> they hate us. <sighs> it was... I know we again. We've said this before. We got to get uh, Chase and Terry back on here and just do a, cons- a sports, uh, just a whole sports conspiracy episode. It, like that one's not like a huge one in history. Yeah. Like by oh, next yeah. year, like we'll forget. You know, we'll forget all about that one. I mean, there's huge ones. But man, come on! It's just yeah. it's ridiculous. It, it's the same thing when Kentucky fans call in basketball that the refs are against them. It's like really for the century. Yeah, how many national got... championships have you? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. oh yeah, no, the refs are totally against you guys. Shut up! It's the same thing with Duke too. So again, you look at some of the other action from over the weekend. Uh, my goodness, Dabo. Let's just go into the rankings at this point because the, the rest of the games really weren't that interesting no. when you look at everything that happened. Rivalry week was still fun because you had the old Miss player doing the P celebration. Oh, that, man, I forgot we, didn't talk, <laughs> we haven't talked about that. Dude, that's... Oh, my goodness. If if Matt Luke was still coaching there because he got canned... should have. Yeah, I would have had that guy running stadium steps until... And, and I'm one of these guys who understands the importance of hydration and, you know, not having a player die on the field. But I would have him running stadium steps until he needed an IV. How is that dude still on the team? Exactly. Like that's the most... Like, I get... Man, they're kids. I get it. He had time to think about that, though. Because, he thought about it all week. Yes. He to score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, I want to dog yeah. pee against the Bulldogs. Yeah. Man, Ole Miss is, is, is trash anyway. You've got a chance to beat your... Right. That's, and not that's send, Andy beating us. And not send them to a bowl game. Uh, it's it, sick. It, it was... And they got, like, a fourth and forever to in on that drive. And then that just happens. It was oh my god when I saw that, like because I my Twitter just started going crazy at that point, and I was like, "What happened?" And then I look, and I just started laughing. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I showed it to my wife, Mrs. Shibbles, you know, <laughs> who understands football enough. And I should she she's like, "How is he?" he same thing you said. How is he still on the team Dude. at this point? How how was he not? How did he not have to walk from Starkville? 
back to Oxford yeah, for that game for hard. doing that. And yes, then there were people dumb enough to go on Twitter and be like, well, the kicker still shouldn't have missed the extra point. And it's like... That's fine. Well, yeah, but, but you should have been in that situation. Yeah, dude, uh, let me paint a picture for you, okay? <laughs> Say we're playing Florida and we've got a chance to beat them. Yeah. To go to a... You know, to stop them from going to a bowl... I don't care if it's Jawan. I don't care. I don't care if it's Peyton Manning's, you know, nephew that's going to come to UT in a couple of years. I don't care. It could be anyone on the team. If they pee, dog pee, fake dog. I don't even know what to go. Yeah. What the junkyard dog used to do that back in the old WWE days. <laughs> exactly. But yes, that was like, what is happening. Why is a Georgia player throwing another dude into a barricade like Nitro? Not the most '90s wrestling thing that happened. Oh my goodness! You you had that happen, and then they of course even if I was watching that game and people were saying. If you were watching the game, it's like, he's going to miss the extra point. That's just the way that's going to happen. And that's all, that's the story I'll miss, man. But that's... Yeah. Ugh, like, dude, there's... <laughs> there's, And I was... And at the beginning of the show, Shelly, I was just talking about, like, hey, Jawan messed up. Yeah. And you just gave up on this kid. Like, I can't believe it. Give up on... I don't even, yeah. I don't even know his name. Give up. He's, Quit. He's, cancel. <laughs> In the world of cancel culture, I'm a stand-up comedian. I... Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm so against. It's such crap. Cancel whoever that guy is. Cancel it. <laughs> that was amazing. That that's how the weekend started with football, and then of course you had fights at Georgia. You had fights with Nevada UNLV at the end of their game. That's what I love about Rivalry Week. You got all the great trophies and all that good stuff. But then we've got the la- latest match here of college football playoff rankings. We'll talk the rankings real quick. We'll pick these championship games and let's get out of here. Cause we got, we got a fun DeCambrio show. We got to go do, which yeah, is, yeah. which of course will be after this is out, but whatever, yeah. it's still going to be fun. And of course, as always like subscribe, share to any of the great shows here at Outlander media here, modern day gladiators. Follow me on Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. Yeah. It's at Trey pack T R E P A C K. And of course you got the other great shows. Halfle. And Deadbeat Radio, Scared Stupid, DLC Respawn, Geeks Inherited to the Earth. Just all all man, of them. Something for everybody, really. They are. Yeah, if you're here local, uh, just wanna, I told him I'd give him a quick shout out. Uh, new open, or not new open mic, but rebranded comedy open mic here in Knoxville at Casual Pint Downtown. My good buddy, best friend, and roommate Keith Orlowski is running that thing. So <laughs> definitely Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, uh, sign up, start before that. So show yes. up before if you want some time. Or just come laugh and watch watch me and my friends. And, of course, thank uh, Joe Shirt at JoeShirt.com. Been doing things for 30 years or more here in Knoxville. We love them. Love them. They can put anything on a shirt that you want. They're going to help expand that brand however you want it to be. Joe Deluxe, they can put it on anything else that you can think of. Otherworldly Coffee, otherworldlycoffee.com. It's coffee cocaine. It's amazing. It's the number one cure of something that we don't have a cure for. If you want that, listen to Halfle. But yes. it is curing the, the late night ailments, if, yes. we, if you will. <laughs> listen to Halfle and you'll understand. Yes, but absolutely. Other, it's insane. He, uh, again, made the switch from energy drinks to, to otherworldly, and I have not looked back. Use code OUTLANDER, all caps, and all you're going to get 20% off. And, of course, Black Cats, Curiosities, and Oddities out there in Oneida, Tennessee. You got the holidays coming up. You got the solstice coming up, too, if you're into that. Oh, yeah. They've got everything for that. If you so. want to if you want to be a witch or fight a witch, Black Cats, Curiosities, and Oddities. Yeah. But now we've got the rankings that have come out yep. for college football playoff. They haven't 
change, even though Dabo, of course, won't, thinks Clemson's just going to get dumped out, which is ridiculous. You lose, yeah, because the ACC's yeah. been terrible. If they lose their way. But we're not out. dumping you unless you lose. So right. that's just, no, Dabo that, needs to. An undefeated ACC champion has to be in there. Yeah, but you've got Ohio State number one, which, again, I still think yeah. LSU has played better overall. Against better competition. It's really interesting to see that you're having this battle for the number one spot between Ohio State and LSU mm-hmm. because – Who's ever ends up at number two then has to play Clemson, an undefeated defending national champion who yeah. now thinks that everybody is against them. Yeah. Who wants to play them in the they semifinal? Want to make a statement, yeah. 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 And that's what I was about to say, man. For, it, it, with this top four, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and Georgia's still at number four. Who's playing who? Yeah. But, man, I do not. I don't want to play Clemson right now. They're, too, they're so untested that you don't have any good film to go on. Yeah. And then you've got, um, and then after that, you've got Utah at number five, Oklahoma number six, Baylor number seven. All of these guys, they've got their championship games coming up. It's really interesting. Honestly, I personally think if LSU and Ohio State both lose, now if they're terrible blowout losses, we'll talk. But even if they lose like a field goal game, I still think Ohio State and LSU are in no matter what. I think Clemson's out. If Georgia wins, obviously they're in. If Clemson loses, I think they're out. Just begin strength of schedule that they've had. I would take a one-loss Oklahoma team over a one-loss Clemson team. And then I think Utah, if they win against Oregon, we'll pick that here in a second. Um, I, I still would prefer, maybe because it's someone new, but I would love to see the Utes playing in this college football playoff if Georgia doesn't beat LSU. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. If Georgia loses, man, they're they're out. Yeah, they're Georgia, out. Yeah, and, and you know, Chase and Terry can be mad all they want, but this is the truth of it, man. Yeah. Do I think Georgia's one of the the top four teams in college football? Yes, but that's you. They have to pay for that. South yeah, you have loss. to. You have to. And then you've got the winner of Oklahoma and Baylor, which it would be definitely. I think. If Georgia loses, and you've got to pick one of those three behind them, and the only way Wisconsin at number eight is going to get there is if by some weird thing, Georgia obviously loses, Utah loses, and then Wisconsin somehow just completely blows out Ohio State. They would have to... Just yeah. they would have to hobnail boot the face completely yes. down for them to maybe even jump Oklahoma Baylor if it's just kind of a terrible game. Yeah, but I just don't see I don't see them picking then a two loss team over a, an loss. Oklahoma or a Baylor with one loss. I didn't see that. I don't see that happening. Um, but then I think if Georgia loses, honestly, you would think the, the powers that be would rather have. Out of these teams, Oklahoma in there because again they're the they're the and name. I would, I would too. They're the name. They've got Jalen Hurts yep. with that storyline and everything. I just just having Utah in there. I think to me would just be just something different, yeah. which I who's like. U, who's Utah's lost to? Uh, they lost to USC, who hasn't right. been, terrible. been terrible. Yeah, I mean, man, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I love you know when Utah and Boise State really exploded yep. when I was in you know middle school, high school. So fun. I'm glad yep. that they're that teams like that are getting, you know, serious looks now. But man, o- Oklahoma is is I don't know. They're they're too good, man. Let, yep. let Oklahoma th- again. We need eight teams. Give me a wild card. Yep. Give me a wild card week between an Oklahoma and a uh, uh, Utah. Yeah, let them play that would a be half. fun. I mean, something. Yeah. 
I would be all for that at this point. Um, but let's wrap this up. Let's pick all these championship games. We got 10 championship games. Of course, the week after that, Army-Navy. Always uh, love that game. I, I got to see one of those games in person before I die. That's yeah, one of those bucket I, list things. I want to I see the Iron Bowl. I want to see the, the Army-Navy game. I want to I I go to a Minnesota game as long as P.J. Flex there. Yeah, Navy's lost a couple in a row now to Army, so I think Navy – is going to get back on it, and I've got Navy winning that game. And another good one, as they always seem to have good, good, oh, great yeah. matchups there. All Love right. that. But you've got on Friday, you've got the uh, Pac-12 championship game, Oregon and Utah. Utah, I think, needs to – obviously, they got to win, but I think they might need to win this by a couple of touchdowns to mm-hmm. keep that impressiveness going. And then, of course, they got to hope Georgia loses. They can set the tone. Yeah. I've yeah. got Utah winning this game. What's, I, what's the line? The line is Utah at six and a half, which is yeah. that's one of those where it's like oh, I don't know. But yeah, if if Utah wins, I think they'll win. You know, at least by a touchdown. If you're betting, then yeah. then, then bet the game um, and take Utah. Uh, but man, they I, they need to win by three or four touchdowns to to impress me over Oklahoma. Right yeah. Now. And then, so I've got Utah winning it, and then you've got Baylor, Oklahoma. That's at noon on ABC. Oklahoma is a nine-point favorite again. Baylor was a nine-point. They now Baylor screwed it up royally by choking that game away, yeah. but they still they still covered. I'm still I'm betting Oklahoma to. Or I think Oklahoma wins the game, but I've got Baylor covering. Yeah, I think with so, nine. I so, think nine's too big again. See, I, I'm going. I'm going to go the other way. I think that, or not completely, but a little bit. Um, I think Oklahoma wins. I think they win big. I think Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman Trophy this week. Okay. I think Joe Burrow's just got it, no matter what happens yeah. in the SEC title game. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that man. He he's the face of the best, in my opinion, the best team in college yeah. football. He's not the most outstanding player. It's it's the most outstanding player in the country right now is Chase Young. But yeah, okay, you know, oh, the Dominican yeah. ended up fifth in the rankings. If that tells you anything, that's the most yeah. outstanding football player in 50 years. Yeah. And then you've got a uh, Sunbelt championship, Appalachian state hosting Louisiana. I'm going with Appy state. Yeah, it's, it's at their place. Really close, yeah. yeah. Central Michigan and Miami at the Mac title game. I'm going to flip a coin. <laughs> Central uh, Michigan. Sure. No, I'm going to take Miami just because, because wasn't Butch there. No, Butch was at Central Michigan. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to pick against. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's you, fine. You can't get over the butch stank. <laughs> uh, we're still in it, so so are they. So Miami. All right. Then you've got uh interesting one for Conference USA. You've got UAB, again, back in the championship game after the, the another really good season for them against uh, Mr. Courted by every SEC opening available, Lane Kiffin. Uh, and his FAU Owls. It's interesting. The line's 7.5 for FAU, but I want to pick UAB in this one because I think Lane's too distracted by what's been going on with which SEC job is he going to get. I think I think FAU's got too much talent. Um, and the, the thing with Kiffin, man, Kiffin gets these these great talents from like the war, like from yeah. Last Chance U and like the mm-hmm. worst situations. So that I mean, that's why FAU's not competing. They have great talent, but they're you know I'm not gonna say they're a joke, but I mean, there's a reason they're yeah. there. Uh, but no, I think that FAU just out talents UAB. I think you've convinced me. I'm gonna switch over to FAU. 
So you, you've convinced me of something here, there Trey. There you go. Everybody gets one. Uh, you've got a rematch of last week, Cincinnati-Memphis in Memphis again. Memphis won by 10. The line's nine. I'm going with Memphis again. Yeah, I'm going to take the tater gems on that one. Yep. Yeah, Memphis. We'll pick the SEC one last. You've got Boise State-Hawaii. Oh, it's at Boise State. Boise State beat them earlier in the year. I've got Boise State Where, again. Where's the game at? It's in Boise. Yeah, it's been Boise State. <laughs> Hawaiians don't see a lot of snow unless you're on top of one of the mountains up there. You've got Virginia Clemson in uh, the ACC title game. Clemson, and yes, we know the schedule, but they have been killing people the second half of the the season. It's 28 and a half. All right, I was waiting on one. Uh, (laughs) Go to the bank. I want you to sell everything you own except your kids, unless you're not morally opposed and sell them too. Get as much money as you can. And bet, man, Virginia's going to cover, dude. 28 and a half, and they've been murdering people? Dude, do I think Clemson wins about three touchdowns? Absolutely. But you're going to make that money. All right. And then uh, I do have Clemson winning that one. And then you've got Ohio State-Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game, a rematch of one that Wisconsin was handled very easily by Ohio State. Uh, The line, it's in Indianapolis at the – Lucas Oil Stadium, Ohio State, 16-and-a-half-point favorite. I like this game to be closer than that. I still got Ohio State winning. Maybe don't take out a mortgage, but take out an auto load and then bet that. Get your title back with Title Max. Exactly. Hashtag not a sponsor. Get your title back with Title Pack. You feel me? (laughs) I do. And then we got the SEC Championship game. Number two, LSU. Number four, Georgia. It's weird that you would think LSU, they're in the playoff anyway, but I think they still have a lot to play for because they want that number one seed. Yep. The line is seven. I think this is a field goal game. I've got LSU getting the win, mm-hmm. but Georgia, it's going to be a home crowd for Georgia in this game. Yeah. In, that, in Atlanta. It's easy to think that, man, but like, I mean, LSU is going to buy those tickets. I mean, it, because LSU is always decent, but they're always, they have to fight Alabama for this spot. When's the last time LSU was in an SEC championship? It's been a few years, right? It's been a few years. I'd have, yeah, because Alabama's been it's in been so many. Of exactly. Or Auburn's been in it. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you'll, yeah, I mean, it's closer to Georgia. It's in, Hell, it's in Georgia. Yeah. Um, but it's not in Athens. You know what I mean? It's not It's not between the hedges. I, I don't think it'll be a 50-50 split, but I think the fans will be closer than you think. No. Um, what, what do you, uh, what, what's your what's your prediction there? I've got the score. I've got LSU, I'm going to say 30 Georgia twenty seven. See, I I think I think Burrow leads one last drive to win it. Yeah, man, I I think that Georgia is. Um, I think Georgia's too undisciplined. I, I mean, you got you, DeAndre Swift's hurt. They suspended. they say he should be fine. So we'll we'll see what that yeah, means. Ju- but then, just like Kelly Bryant was fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I think with DeAndre Swift being hurt, th- these guys, you know, with these suspensions, and yeah, they're suspended for a half. So or or you know what have you. Um, but man, I I just think that that Ed Orgeron's got this will be this will go down as one of the best LSU teams of all time. I think LSU beats them by two touchdowns. All right. Well, we will see where all this ends up. And of course, we got to be back next week. We got to talk about all these. We got to make our picks 
for all the you know the playoffs Tennessee where Tennessee's going to end up in their bowl game so we'll do it but until next week we'll see how right or wrong we are but until then too sweet love you see you next time bye